Welcome to Todd's World, the fusion of fiction and podcast. I'm Todd Allen, author, narrator, and provocateur. Thanks for joining me today. This is an audio performance of the story I wrote and published on Substack at Todd's World. Trump Kennedy 2024, an American insurrection. If you're new to the show, you can find us at Todd's World on Substack, Apple, Spotify, Supercast, or wherever you get podcasts. We have two serial stories, Insurrection and Witness, with new episodes dropping every Monday and a companion podcast every Wednesday. This story is something of a standalone prequel to Insurrection. If you like this story, you'll love Insurrection. So start listening today and share the story with your family and friends. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Todd's World 2023. Also on Truth Social at The Todd Allen Show. Both the audio podcast and the written episodes are available on Substack at Todd's World. Todd'sWorld.net is the site for insurrection and witness gear, along with some original design Trump 2024 gear. Also, the paperbacks for both seasons one of Insurrection and Witness are available now on Amazon. This is a work of fiction. All names, characters, businesses, places, and events, even those based on real people or events, are entirely fictional. The sole product of the author's fearless imagination. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental and fictional. Thanks again for joining me today. Enjoy the story. Trump Kennedy 2024, an American insurrection. In the fall of 2023, America teetered on the brink of destruction. Broken and wounded by rampant corruption, its former glory in tatters. But in the growing darkness, a ray of hope remained. The 757 jumbo jet, emblazoned with massive golden letters spelling Trump, idled on the runway, waiting. It was a small regional airport in New Hampshire. The former president had hosted a fundraising dinner earlier that evening, and now he was back in his plane, relaxing after a long dinner of smiling and shaking hands, watching the clock, anxiously awaiting his next meeting. The black Mercedes sedan pulled onto the runway, followed by a dark Chevy Suburban. Both vehicles pulled up behind another dark Suburban already parked on the runway. Paid security exited the vehicles first, took one last look at their surroundings, and gave the all clear. Then an armed security guard opened the back door of the Mercedes, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. climbed out. 
The runway was empty, except for Trump Force One with its engines idling. The two Suburbans, the Mercedes, and Secret Service vehicles and agents waiting on the tarmac. A small group of Secret Service agents approached RFK and his security. After a short conversation, RFK finally nodded to his security team, then left them behind, escorted by the Secret Service up the long steps onto the plane. Upon entering the beautiful private plane, within a few steps, RFK was greeted by the 45th President of the United States, the man whose name adorned the sides of the plane in big block letters, Donald J. Trump. Trump flashed the big toothy smile he was known for all over the world and ushered the son of the most famous American political dynasty into his private conference room. And within five minutes, the giant plane was taxiing down the runway toward takeoff. It's good to see you, Bobby, Trump said. How are Cheryl and the family? RFK smiled at the former president. Thanks for having me, Mr. President. They're all doing well dealing with the grind of my campaign the best they can. Is Cheryl still one of my biggest fans? Trump asked. His mouth turned up in a half smile. RFK laughed then. No, I'm afraid she hasn't seen the light yet. Trump waved it off. It's hard when Hollywood is your life and career. She'll come around. RFK Jr. just shrugged, unconvinced. Another man rose from the long oval table to shake Kennedy's hand. Kennedy judged the man to be about his age, early to mid-sixties, and the man was tall, Trump's height, perhaps an inch or two taller. He had a short gray beard and the proud bearing of a military man. Trump provided the introduction. This is Eli Crane, Trump said, one of my closest advisors though he's unknown to most of the outside world. He's here to provide top-secret military intelligence information. But we'll get to him in a bit. First things first. Can we get you anything to drink? Some water would be great, Kennedy answered, sitting down at the table with the president and the mysterious Eli Crane, and Trump motioned to an aide waiting by the door. The aide disappeared out the door, then reappeared a few minutes later handing RFK a bottle of water. I've been watching your campaign closely, Trump said. You think you can beat me? RFK shifted uncomfortably in the comfortable leather chair. No disrespect, Mr. President, but I believe I can. Trump nodded. Unfortunately, we'll never know. The Democrats will never let you be their nominee. They can't, Bobby. You're not corrupt enough. I'm assuming you already know that. Look at how they're already rigging the primary rules against you. Robert Kennedy looked down at the table for a minute before answering. Part of me knows. Knew before I even got in the race. But a bigger part of me wants to believe there's still room for honesty and integrity and a return to normalcy within the party. You see what they're doing to me, right? Trump asked, watching Bobby Kennedy closely. He had a plan but much of it depended on Robert Kennedy, on how much he understood about the true state of the country and the uniparty firmly in control of Washington, D.C. It was an ambitious plan, of course, perhaps one of the most audacious plans in the history of politics. But then he was Donald Trump. He wasn't about to do anything small. 
Donald Trump was unquestionably one of the greatest showmen in American history, and his plan reflected that. RFK nodded his head. It's a witch hunt, pure and simple, and they've decided you're the witch and you will burn. At that, Trump spread his arms, his face a recognizable mask of shock and disbelief, a look known round the world on social media. Me, he said, letting the ridiculousness of the idea hang for a moment in the plane's pressurized cabin. Donald Trump, a witch, with the broom and the whole business. These are foolish, foolish people. RFK agreed. They are foolish people, Mr. President. They're turning the justice system into a political arm of the party in power, destroying the country. But they are also in positions of power, positions to make you burn. Trump snort laughed. <laughs> That's what they think. Fools. Can you believe it, Eli? Trump asked, turning to the other man in the room, Eli Crane. Eli nodded as he answered. I definitely believe it, Mr. President. I expected it. Trump turned again to Kennedy, but pointed back to Eli and made another quintessential Trump face. Incredulous. This guy expected it. And the sad thing is he did. Eli knows these assholes better than anyone, right, Eli? The man called Eli laughed and nodded. Yes, sir. I've made it my life and business to know these assholes inside and out. Kennedy's eyes narrowed, and he looked closely at Eli Crane. Can I ask, Mr. Crane, are you military or intelligence? Eli Crane held Robert F. Kennedy's gaze, and each took the measure of the other in that moment. Then the man, Eli, smiled again. He had an easy confidence about him, but RFK thought there was more to the man than that. Much more. A little of both. Eli answered. Trump watched the interaction between Bobby Kennedy and Eli Crane and let the tension play out for a few seconds. Then he spoke again. We'll get to Eli Crane and his whole operation. It all ties together. But first, let's talk about us, our campaigns, our different visions for the country. I've been watching you, Bobby. And listen, you're doing a fantastic job. In any sort of real primary, you'd be killing Sleepy Joe. It's horrible what they're doing to this country. We had everything set to take off again after COVID, and they killed it by printing trillions and trillions of dollar bills. But you know the Democrats aren't going to let you have a real shot at it. There won't be any debates. They'll change some rules, do some backroom deals, and voila, the corpse will rise again. Or maybe Gavin will ride into the rescue. But they can't let you get any kind of power at all in the party. Because you're honest. You say what you believe. You have common sense. You're a straight shooter. Your dad and your uncle were too. But the biggest reason you will never get within a thousand miles of the Democratic nomination for president is because you're not part of the club. The system. Whatever you want to call it. The deep state. You are a threat to the deep state. Your dad and your uncle were threats to the deep state. And they killed them for it, Kennedy said. Trump opened his hands and shrugged. It was a terrible thing what they did to your dad and uncle. 
It's a terrible thing what they're doing to you, too. And what about me? My God, by the time they're done, I'll actually have been indicted for eating a ham sandwich. Can you believe these people? Trump was flabbergasted by the insanity of his enemies. They'll convict you, too, Kennedy said. They'll impanel a biased jury in D.C., New York, and Atlanta, and with the help of some crooked judges, they'll find you guilty. That's the story flying around the media, Trump said, and I'm sure that's the plan. But the deep state isn't the only one with a plan. What's your plan? RFK asked. Since we'll finally have subpoena power in a federal court, we are going to lay out the evidence to the American people that the 2020 election was stolen by design by the deep state and the Democrat Party working hand in hand. How? Kennedy asked. Isn't that going to be extremely complex and difficult? Assuming you even have the evidence. Trump brushed off the idea. No, we have it all. We have video evidence of ballot printing and stuffing, of the drop-off of hundreds of thousands of pre-printed ballots in Democrat bastions in the swing states of Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, even Pennsylvania. What we have coming out will shock the country. What if the judge won't let you present any of it? Kennedy asked. Then we'll get it out in other ways, through friendly media. But we will show the country the truth, Trump said. And when they convict you anyway, RFK asked again. Because they are partisan hacks. Those judges and juries don't care about the truth. They want you in an orange jumpsuit in federal prison. Trump acknowledged as much with a look. They'll overreach, but the American people will see and understand the witch hunt. Or enough of them will. And we will win. Bobby Kennedy just shrugged his shoulders. I hope you're right, Mr. President. But I don't have the confidence you do in the American people's ability to see through all the media smoke screens. You haven't seen the evidence, Bobby, but you will, and then you'll believe, Trump said. There was no doubt in his voice. He believed they had all the evidence, and the media wouldn't be able to drown it out. Even if all that's true, it's still a hell of a lot to ask you to defend yourself from all these indictments while at the same time trying to campaign for the presidency of the United States. I just don't know how you can do both. Trump looked hard at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Then he answered, This campaign will be unlike any presidential campaign in history. The indictments and courtrooms and rigged juries and judges will all be the central part of the show. That will be the campaign. As the American people, for perhaps the first time in almost a century, see and understand the stakes. This is an election for the heart and soul of the country. These faked rigged trials about a faked rigged election will finally bring down the deep state. RFK just shrugged again unconvinced, but he understood Trump was completely convinced, and no one would persuade him otherwise. Which brings me to you, Trump said. Me? Kennedy asked, confused. I need your help, Bobby. We have a once-in-a-lifetime chance to change everything, to take out the deep state once and for all. 
If everything goes the way you hope, I'd be happy to play whatever part I can, RFK said. Trump just looked at RFK for a moment before he replied. This was the most important part, one of the keys to the entire plan. I'd like you to join the ticket and run with me, Trump said simply. Robert Kennedy was shocked. He hadn't been truly shocked by much in a long time. And then he laughed. I'm sorry, Mr. President, but you must be joking. Do I look like I'm joking? Trump asked, his face a mask of stone-cold seriousness. Assuming I could actually commit to being your running mate without my wife filing for divorce and my family disowning me, both of which are near certainties, isn't this a little premature? You haven't actually won the Republican primary yet. And I haven't actually lost the Democrat primary yet, RFK said, pointing out the obvious. President Trump stood then and began pacing one end of the small conference room. All true, especially on the personal side, there would be some hurdles for you. But nothing we couldn't overcome, I don't think. Trump paused his pacing and turned back to Kennedy. I told you this campaign would be unlike any other campaign in American history. It will be wildly unconventional, like me. Here Trump paused again and flashed his wide, goofy grin. And like you. Unconventional is one thing, Bobby began, but Trump cut him off and continued. I am going to declare the primaries effectively over before a single vote has been cast. The other candidates and their supporters will squeal like stuck pigs, of course, vowing to stay in till the last vote is counted or whatever, but it won't matter, because then I'm going to introduce my vice presidential running mate to the world, the son of one of the most beloved political families and dynasties in American history, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Trump smiled again, already triumphant, and then he winked at RFK. Then the squilling will really start. Bobby Kennedy honestly couldn't believe what he was hearing. Of all the things he thought Trump might have invited him onto his big, beautiful plane to discuss, he never imagined a scenario like the one the former president had just painted. Before he could respond, Trump was off and running again, filling in details. He sat back down in his leather chair, but his energy didn't let up. All the primaries will still happen, naturally but we will have frozen the field. Our combined strengths will wipe every complaint and campaign issue off the table. The two most famous avowed enemies of the deep state, putting aside their differences and combining forces to rid the country of all memory of the elite cabal once and for all. Together, we will break the back of the deep state tyranny for a generation and we will fundamentally change Washington, D.C. forever. This time, RFK stood from his chair and began pacing, shaking his head. That's quite a pitch, he said finally. The art of the deal, Trump said, smiling. Putting aside my wife and family for the sake of discussion, how do you propose we put aside our differences? For all we share as far as our loathing and hatred for the deep state, we do have some significant policy differences, like abortion, for instance, Kennedy said. 
Trump waved at the air like he was shooing a fly. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. They said there's no constitutional authority for the federal government over abortion, sending the debate back to the states where it belongs. We are a constitutional republic after all, right, Bobby? Our campaign's platform is states' rights. The states have the right to decide for themselves on abortion. Obviously, I'm pro-life. I'd like the states to put some common-sense restrictions on abortions, like the first trimester, something along that line. But as the President of the United States, I will not support federalizing abortion restrictions. Period. The people of California and Oklahoma and Massachusetts and Michigan can decide the issue for themselves. Can you live with that? Bobby Kennedy sighed. Sure. By saying it's a state issue, our personal opinions on abortion don't matter with respect to our campaign or governing. But there are a whole host of other issues we don't agree on. Like what? Trump asked. The environment, for one, Kennedy answered. I love the environment, Trump said. Man-made global warming and climate change is ridiculous. The entire idea is insane. But I've heard you say yourself you don't think we should be trying to regulate carbon or climate change. You've said you think Republicans and Democrats all want clean water and rivers. None of us want to raise the mountains or the forest. I agree with you. The EPA is a farce of a department, though. If we're going to destroy the deep state, we have to deal with all the three-letter agencies. The federal government isn't going to go around acting like God and obstructing reasonable development. But I'm all for holding polluters accountable and investing in national parks and protecting our natural resources. RFK shook his head. None of that matters, unfortunately. The leftists will lose their mind over denying the science of climate change. We're not going to get them all, Bobby, Trump said. The establishment on both sides is going to hate us more than they already do, if that's possible. The Uniparty has been running D.C. for decades. They are the swamp we're going to drain. And some of the left has been so radicalized there's no hope for them. The establishment wing of the Republicans isn't much different. But we don't need them. We need a strong governing majority of something like 60% of the voters. And we will steamroll the deep state. RFK took in Trump's words and considered them. And you think we'll get that majority? Trump leaned back in his chair. I know we will. The evidence of government and elitist crimes in the 2020 election and beyond will largely take care of that. We are past the point of bringing in presidents to try to better manage the federal government. Someone like Ron, for instance. He's a good governor, done a hell of a job in Florida. But the nest of vipers in D.C. is beyond someone like him. He's not up to the moment. The people have already determined that, which is why he can't get any traction in the polls. Wait till they see everything we're going to show them. The time for competent lawyers with heel lifts and small voices has passed. America needs a champion. America needs me. And I need you, Bobby. You know, I haven't exactly grown up aspiring to be vice president, Kennedy said. A wave of the orange hand again, shooing more imaginary flies. I know, you're a Kennedy. You were born to be president. I get it. But considering both the state of your party, 
the Democrats. They've completely lost their collective minds as a party, Bobby. You must see that. They're lunatics. And how your party is treating you, and considering what you and I are going back to Washington to do, rooting out the deep state, truly draining the swamp, will take more than one term. We are running together for a 12-year term. Not officially, of course, but as we take out the Uniparty and restore power to the people, as the economy comes roaring back and the middle class is once again appreciated and built up, I will pass the torch to you in 2028 for you to continue our work. The Republican Party will become a populist unity party, while the establishment wings of both parties fade into oblivion. Trump's voice faded off at the end, emphasizing his point. RFK rubbed his jaw and thought. You make a compelling case, Mr. President. Listen, Bobby. The biggest issue I had when I won election in 2016 was transitioning that energy into draining the swamp. I didn't have any history in D.C., all the connections needed to staff the government. Then I was attacked and betrayed on every side before I even took the oath of office. The worst part was the American people had no idea just how corrupt and evil the deep state had become. I realized I had to do the best job I could as president, fighting for the economy and the people, while also working to expose the deep state. And the only way to expose the deep state was to give them enough rope to hang themselves. Is that why you handled COVID and the BLM riots of 2020 the way you did? Kennedy asked. Trump opened his hands again, palms up. Do you think I didn't know what Fauci and the left would do with the opening the China virus gave them? To be honest, that's what it looked like, RFK said. Look at all the suffering Fauci and the bureaucracy caused. All of the small businesses that shut down. All of the kids harmed by the lockdowns. All of the death and illness caused by the vaccines you still stand behind today. Your handling of COVID provided a huge opening for DeSantis in the primary. Trump nodded thoughtfully. That's another area where you can help me. Your credibility with COVID and vaccines and big pharma is rock solid. Yes, because we let the left have their way on COVID, many Americans suffered. To be fair, I still think what we did with Operation Warp Speed was amazing. Nobody had ever gotten a vaccine developed that quickly. That said, the pharmaceutical companies also lied to me, as did most of Washington when it came to the vaccines. But think about the awakening that has occurred because of the deep states and the federal and state governments' overreach on COVID. The American people had no idea how corrupt nearly every level of government bureaucracy in this country was and still is. But now they know. The stolen rigged election, January 6th, mass censorship, school closures, mask mandates, all of it served to awaken the people, pointing them to the truth. The elite deep state government of the American empire is hopelessly corrupt and tyrannical. Kennedy let that sink in a moment. There was a horrible truth and logic to everything Trump said. So I give you cover for COVID. That makes sense. It might work too, 
As long as you admit you were lied to. Trump nodded. And you helped me staff our administration with loyal patriots committed to taking down the deep state. From a bureaucratic level, you understand some of the inner workings of the deep state better than I do. And you're going to give me the authority I need to really do this? To go after the swamp with every executive power available to us? RFK asked. Yes, Trump replied without hesitation. And we'll stretch that power if we have to. God knows our enemies have been stretching that power for decades. And I'm going to set you free to do what you've already been doing so well in your own campaign. Doing interviews everywhere. Getting out and meeting the people. Listening and responding to their concerns. In addition to announcing you as my running mate, we will start announcing high-profile cabinet and department appointments I will make along with detailed plans to drain the swamp and take back control of the government from the globalists. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. finally sat down again in his leather chair. He shook his head. This is one of the wildest plans I've ever heard. It's so crazy it just might work provided we can do what both my father and my uncle couldn't and stay alive. Donald Trump smiled then. Kennedy was in. He hadn't said so yet, but he would. Trump extended his hand to the man sitting across the table from him, the son of one of America's most famous families. Will you join me then and help me destroy the globalist deep state? and usher the country into a new American century of peace and prosperity? Kennedy just looked at Trump's hand for a moment. Then he reached out his own. I don't know how I'm not going to be divorced and disowned in the process, but I'm in, Mr. President. Let's take these assholes down once and for all. Trump's smile grew larger, big and goofy, almost cartoon-like, but genuine and determined. And so it begins, he said, the final ride of Donald Trump in his Avengers. Trump stood then and extended his hand toward Eli Crane. Now that you're on the team, it's time to introduce you to the army that's backing our play. Eli will take it from here. I suspect he might be able to help you with Cheryl and the family, too. Eli is a man of many talents. With that, Group Commander Eli Crane stood and smiled and began. Soon to be Vice President Kennedy, let me introduce you to Group Alamo, the most powerful, most secretive paramilitary force in the world. <laughs>